Welcome to Session Zero Side Quest, a show where each episode I pick out a movie, pick apart what makes its story special, and try to translate it for y'all into a D&D character with a story worth telling. Heyo, so in this episode we're going to be taking a look at the wild ride that is Forrest Gump. Um, a movie that is simultaneously just so much and so little to unpack. Um, but if you've been looking for a mechanical reason to actually, you know, write notes for once, maybe? Ever wanted to be the face of the party without actually going through that awkward stage where you're kind of, you know, measuring up and just trying to say that you're the face of the party? Grab your shiny math rocks, throw back that double shot of espresso, and stick around for the show. Okay, so for the movie itself, uh, Forrest Gump, it is both narrated by and from the perspective of Forrest themselves, and while they're, ba it's basically just kind of them narrating it while they're waiting for a bus. Um, so Forrest is raised in Alabama and lived with his mother for a pretty good amount of time, and basically they have some developmental issues they don't say what it is but they say explicitly that they have um like a lower they have a lower iq but it's like below by five points the average so i don't know kind of weird there um and also that they have issues with his spine but then those miraculously go away when he needs them to not be there the most but yeah um so beyond this a uh, whole bunch of things kind of happen to them that can basically be summed up by he gets every single opportunity under the label of like the more conservative american dream he becomes a war hero he is the captain of a shrimping vessel, which was... I'll, I'll get into other stuff later. Um, he meets the president three times, accidentally leads a speech for an anti-war protest, but it gets cut out, um, and lives a simple life as well, uh, and becomes a major stockholder and philanthropist, gets the girl basically every trope of, like happy ever after that that's his whole plot line it's just happy ever after so yeah okay so the issue with this is that like throughout the whole two or so hours i mean that's like a long ass movie to start with but the only characters that really see any kind of you know character development seem to be like you know the side characters the ones who i mean also okay so a lot of them get through by having the short end of the stick but not just plot armoring their way through the whole scenario like gump kind of does um but you know jenny has an abusive childhood and relationships but they learn about themselves and self-expression and you know standing up for people throughout the whole movie um bubba has his whole career planned out you know going on a shrimping boat and being a captain and you know, helping out his family. He dies in the war after being saved by Gump, so Gump ends up getting the fame for that one. Um, and Lieutenant Dan, that, <laughs> that gorgeous Jeff Bloom-looking ass, um, I mean, his whole arc is basically being the embodiment of any theater kid's internal voice. 
Um, you know, they're doing their best to make others proud and express, well, not express themselves so much for him. Um, but, you know, they're, they're trying to make other people proud and really stand out and, you know, as soon as they reach, like, this major catastrophic event, which for Dan is, you know, losing his legs and surviving and not getting any medal or, you know, recognition, they go up on the rooftop and, you know, challenge God in the middle of a hurricane. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, basically, because of all this, um, I mean, honestly, Forrest Gump's defining features as a character is pretty much just that he's a good storyteller. And, I mean, realistically, most of what happens to him in a D&D character is incredibly unlike un bleh, unlikely to happen. Um, I mean, you're, you're not going to be rolling 20s, like, all the way through. I don't care if you started out with Variant Human. You're, that lucky feat isn't going to save you when the DM just curb stomps your character for being full of Mary Sue bullshit. Um, but yeah. So I think the main thing that you can really kind of focus on is that they're, you know, one, a really good, um, storyteller. Um, and that, you know, in some way or another, if you want to lean into this, this isn't, this isn't really, you know, necessary, but, you know, another part of, uh, Gump's story themselves is that, you know, they started off disadvantaged, but, you know, they were able to, you know, compensate one way or another. And with that, let's, uh, let's head on to the character-making bits. Alright, going on to the character-making bits here. Um, so, I mean, honestly, this one was a little bit tricky for me, because Forrest Gump, you know, there's this, there's a whole story arc. The movie's, like, generally well-written, but as a character, I mean, Gump's just not, like, the most interesting. I mean, there's, there's so many opportunities for them to, you know, grow and have emotional stances on things and really kind of, you know, develop. There's so many opportunities with all the shit that's going on, but, like... I mean, the the movie kind of does the equivalent of, like, you know, the phrase, uh, you know, show, don't tell. They've done the movie, the movie equivalent of, like, just telling, which, I mean, yeah, like, you know, it's a movie and they're narrating stories and all that kind of stuff. But, like, come on. They, they, they could do better on that one a little bit. That's just my hot take. Um, but... So while I was, you know, kind of starting on the build, that was really kind of getting me hung up. Um, and honestly, I was this close to just, like, you know, making a jokey speed build. And, I mean, I was talking about it with my roommate. And they even suggested, you know, focusing on the whole ping pong thing as well. So I thought for a bit, okay, you know, sure. Let's, let's go down that rabbit hole and, you know, see how far we can go with that. Uh, and I mean, personally, I love using improvised weapons in D&D. It's just the most fun thing, in my opinion, even though it's, you know, god-awful. You know, I thought, you know, this couldn't be that bad. I can make a build like that. So I start by going online and, you know, looking up ping pong in D&D. And the, um, the second or third result, 
I find this post by Ty Johnson, and I shit you not, they have a fully statted out Forrest Gump build as well. And it wasn't just like, you know, some of the flavor of Gump. No, 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 no. no this guy basically had the, um, the, you know those like essays that they have on, um, you know, baking recipes and shit like that, where they tell you about how this was passed down by their father and they used to have it in the summertime and all that shit they've they've done the D D equivalent of that like they've explained out everything um and honestly i i just wanted to impart this little nugget of gold from that post um as for gump's martial archetype i try not to laugh but i went with Battlemaster. why not because of any skills he showed in combat but because of his talent at ping pong. As a student of war, <laughs> his proficiency with an artificer's tool goes to the ping pong paddle. I don't know, I just really love that bit. But, okay, so going on to, you know, the actual character themselves, the the main thing that really stuck out to me with, uh, with Forrest Gump is the whole, you know, storytelling thing. I think they're, you know, throughout the whole thing, that they're they're just really good at telling stories um and i mean a lot of you know the background characters have you know their own motivations and personal goals and lives outside of what's told by gum but i think you know a lot of a lot of the meat of the movie is getting into those you know kind of quote unquote background characters lives and you know what they're doing because at you know this point everything that's happening to Gump is entirely on accident and they also don't seem to, you know, care so much about their personal stakes. So I'm not I'm not running with that bit. But um you know, the whole thing of you know, being an inspiration to others whether, you know, intentional or not. I think that um I think that really fits the ideal for a uh college of spirits bard, I think. Um you know, realistically, you could go for any alignment for that. Uh, and honestly, really, I encourage thinking up some, you know, central concerns and, you know, character moments for your own individual character as well. Um, you know, like Bubba Gump shrimp boating, you know, becoming a hero for those in need, um, you know, or whether or not you follow a grave family tradition like you Lieutenant, no, Lieutenant Dan, but it could be Lieutenant Dan. Um, or, you know, exploring yourself and advocating for those you care about, um, like Jenny. Um, you know, all those things would be really great for, you know, character hooks and, you know, those sorts of things. Um, but for the, you know, kind of storytelling bard, the spirit bard, um, I'm kind of tempted to lean more into a particular archetype than an alignment. Um... And you could just go for lawful good or neutral good and, you know, go hunky-dory. But I feel like, you know, realistically you could fit this into anything. Um, you know, if you're telling a story, the tone really makes it or breaks it for whatever you're going for. But I think they could fit for the tragic hero archetype and you could, you know, toss in a little bit of spice there. Um... You know, the whole inspiring other things and telling stories, you know, really fits into Gump's character. But I also think, you know, more relevant to D&D. There's another character some of y'all might know um, that this kind of really reminds me of. Um, 
And that's Johan from The Adventure Zone by the McElroys. Um, they have a D&D podcast called The Adventure Zone. Honestly, highly recommend you see it. Um, it's a long watch. It's a good, like, 72 hours in total, but it's it's really good. And basically, I think the flavor that you're going to want to go for is essentially, you know, what you're doing... Or, sorry, what, um, you know, Johan was doing towards the end, which, you know, kind of avoiding spoilers here, but they had this, you know, kind of final pump-up speech that was, like, a culmination of everything else going on and everything the adventurers had done. And it's super, like, inspirational quotey, and maybe a little bit cliche, but, like, oh, the flavor, the flavor it brought, it was so, so good. Um, but yeah, I think kind of going for that sort of thing where you just, you know, you have other things you might be concerned with that are personal, but you're also a fantastic musician or storyteller and, you know, you remember things from, you know, other people in the party's stories and, you know, what's happened and you know, basically, you're just, you're like the, the game's CGI and background music and all that stuff that's just really, really hyping everyone up and setting the mood for everything. Um, now, I know in general, you know, a lot of the time, basically being the story equivalent of the squire with pen and paper, you know, just kind of trudging behind the party doesn't, you know, sound all that glamorous, but I think, you know, in a storytelling game like D&D where you're, you know, with this kind of build actively trying to, you know, help tell the story, I think, you know, you're you're making everything feel so much more immersive by what you do. And I think that's the goal for this. And honestly, with those sorts of things where you're enhancing the flavor of like, you know, every other character's stuff, you're you're going to be making some of the best moments in that game, honestly. Um, and now if you really wanted to go all in as well, um, you know, where you roll for the stories, um, you can kind of flavor it as hyping each player up and, you know, recalling important moments and backstory moments for them and, you know, reminding them of the stakes that they have in the present and future, as well as, you know, some of the victories that they've, you know, triumphed over in the past. Um, in scenarios like this, I think it's also really important to take notes. Um, so if you're going for this character, your goal is somewhat to be the scribe, sure, but you're also going to be doing it in, like, the most badass way possible. Um, I mean, trust me, when you're taking notes for both, you know, mechanical and flavor aspects of the game, note-taking actually starts to feel like the game because it is, you know, becoming part of the game. And you start collecting those story moments and that collection starts to become treasure because those are the moments where your character really starts to shine as well. Another way you can kind of lean to this as well, and, you know, if other play players are being... And, you know, if other characters are... Uh, or players, rather, are comfortable, you know, giving you some written-out stuff on their backstories... Um, you know, you might even be able to pick through some and, uh, you know, categorize, you know, which bardic inspiration, you know, stories, 
Um, it could go under and have notes for which, you know, character you could use it to inspire them with. Um, this would be DM Fiat, but, you know, you could maybe even roll for the, you know, what the story is going to be. And then if you have something for a particular player, then designate, you know, who it's going to, um, or who's getting inspired by that. And I think that could be really cool as well. All right, so now that you've kind of got a sort of play style sorted out and, um, you know, the class and all that stuff for the campaign, uh, you also kind of want to work out a basis for your backstory. Um, honestly, a lot of backgrounds could really work. Um, and I was really honestly tempted to just say Folk Hero again. Um, but I, I kind of want to mix it up a little bit. Um, so I'm going to... I'm going to do something a little bit funky here. I'm going to be giving some ideas from a few different things. Um, those are mostly going to be Sage, Hermit, Guild Artisan, and Entertainer. Um, overall, I think, you know, kind of as a bard, I think the main facet you can focus on for yourself is that you're, you're you know, you're really skilled at what you do. You know, telling stories and playing music or singing. Um, and, you know, I think a good place to, uh, focus on is, you know, why you've decided to pick up this skill and, you know, when you started practicing or if it was, you know, innate or if someone in your family did it, um, and, you know, off of that, you know, who or what you're doing these things for, I think could be really interesting. So with these kind of background options, I'll kind of give a bit of a section, um, for each that might give a bit of, uh bit of a direction you can go with. Now, um, I mean, realistically, a storyteller could be just about from any background, but I chose these because I think that they might have a little bit more relevance or, um, you know, reasoning to, you know, want to go on an adventure and, you know, do something or look for something or that kind of thing. Um, but, um, I mean, yeah, basically I'll just touch on the ones that caught my eye. Um, with this many options, I don't think I'm going to do, you know, a full dive through for each and every background, but, you know, you can mix and match, and the stuff that I don't go over is pretty much, you know, free range to, you know, build the character as you want to for the campaign, you know, individually. Um, so for personality, uh, under Guild Artisan, what really stuck out to me was I'm full of witty aphorisms. And have a proverb for every occasion. This is, I mean, your base, the goal is basically to already be doing this and, you know, in-game actually collecting that kind of stuff. Um, so you can, you know, better use your, your class features, um, you know, to the most of their, maybe not mechanical, but, you know, flavorful um, usage. Um, entertainer. I know a story relevant to almost every situation. Same deal here. Hermit. Um, and honestly, literally almost every option under Hermit is fantastic for this, except for the first one, which is basically, you know, I don't talk except for, um, you know, gestures and occasional grunting. Um, it could be entertaining, but it might be a little bit tricky to run that by. Um, and also, you know, just kind of in general playing that one through um okay so for ideals um i'm gonna really just kind of get through these just just speed through them um 
So for ideals, Guild Arson, go for probably either Freedom or Aspiration. Sage, you could do Knowledge or Beauty. Entertainer, Tradition, Beauty, Creativity, all those are awesome. Uh, Hermit, you could do Greater Good or Free Thinking or Logic. And kind of a bit of a side note, but I'm realizing that um, a lot of these have Logic and Calculation as a bit of like a theme for the options, so... I mean, if you really wanted to, you could kind of take that alternative path with it and lean more into the um, the third option I went into last episode. Um, for bonds, again, a lot of these like you, they're so central to how you you know might want to shape your character or you know fit them to the flavor of the world. Just go hog wild on those bad boys. Um, you know, go ahead and pick for yourself. Um, flaws, uh, Guild Artisan, now this doesn't really have to be money, it could be anything your character could want, and honestly there's a lot you could do with that, like so much. Um, but I'm never satisfied with what I have, I always want more. Sage, I'm easily distracted by the promise of information. Entertainer, a scandal prevents me from ever going home again. That kind of trouble seems to follow me around. that be fantastic and also i'm going back to taz again i'm pretty i feel like that might have been something taco went for um and ba -ba -ba -ba. hermit i'd risk too much to uncover a lost bit of knowledge um but yeah kind of kind of going through these last bits especially with bonds and flaws um there's a whole lot of you know, alternative flavor. Like, I was mostly leaning into the, you know, lawful good and lawful neutral kind of side. But, I mean, honestly, the flavors there and the options are there for you to do a full 180 on that one. But, yeah, I think that just about wraps it up for today. Um, pretty soon here, I'll be having a Instagram put up. Um, this might end up, you know, getting edited and put in the actual Instagram, but on there I'll probably have a link to a Discord where, you know, you can give a little bit of feedback and, you know, kind of give some input and suggestions and, you know, just kind of talk with other people interested in D&D. &D. Um, I hope you have a good one. Uh, please leave a message after the beep. Ah!